You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay, how are you? I'm doing much better today. Because? Because we're going to have baseball, man. Oh, you are going to have baseball. You know what? The other thing, though, is you may not have basketball continues to be crazy. It's it's getting spotty, but you you know what? Um, And and I I don't know, as we go along um, with the the announcement that baseball is going to be back, and you, you start to feel like if you can just get the ball rolling. Yeah, you know uh-huh. it'll go, and I think, you know, they're they're trying to get to the start of the NBA season. Um, I think once it gets going, yeah, there's probably going to be some players who are, and they're doing it. They're going to bail out. There's a few mm-hmm. for good reasons and and whatnot. But I think the that you know, it, it's going to get started and it's going to keep going. Well, you just heard that the Suns got a couple of guys, uh, right? Is it Jokic just? Uh, and, uh, uh, well, yeah, and then you, you've Serbia? got the player from Serbia who's who's uh, you know kind, you know uh, trying to get back in the United States. And again, there's a lot of stuff happening, and there's going to be stuff happening every day. And we're going to hear we're going to hear stories like this. But I think you know it, it's kind of limping along. Limping's a good word, but I yes. think it. You know, I, you know, the, the the baseball players are supposed to start reporting in July, and you know what? During spring training, well, it's not spring training, right? Summer training is that what we call it? You know, right, dur- right. during you know during the training camps before the season starts, there's going to be guys getting the virus. And it's going to it's going to be a matter of how are you going to handle this. It, it was just uh, it was just we just got noticed that uh, there were some safety protocols that the that the major league baseball players wanted wanted put in place, and uh, um, the, you know they're in place and everything's good to go. So if the players are happy with what the protocols are, right. you know. Baseball is going to get started. And, you know, are there going to be some issues with the sure. season? Of course there are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. of course there are. That's going, to be the, that's going to be the case for every sport out there. For every single sport. College football, you know, college tiddlywinks, whatever it is. You know, there's mm-hmm. going to be there's protocols in place. They're going to follow those protocols. And look, I think what we're seeing is that there's a way to do this because you've got, for mm-hmm. instance, with these voluntary workouts starting for the, for the colleges, there are some places where it's working, and the U of A appears to be one of those, you know. And we we talked about Notre Dame the other day in Wisconsin, where, you know, over a hundred players are getting tested, and nobody's getting it, or one person's got right. it, and they they isolate that person, and they can keep going. Then you got other places like we heard about Iowa last week, or was it yesterday? Just recently, <laughs> yes. It seems like Iowa. You know, they were having big trouble with it. And, and you said the boys, you saw Boise State uh, shut down this campus, right? Right. So. You know, it, it and those are way those are the ways that those places are going to deal with this, and and ultimately the goal is for everybody to get back to the business and try to do it safely. Well, we hope it comes to to the safety. Uh, we got about what's the twenty second, so later in July, kids will start showing up more in droves. Sure, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And the kids, the kids we're talking about with Hiki is okay. They're here. Make sure you stay put. Right, and and a perfect example of that. And I just saw this. I just saw this is Novak. Djokovic, the the the, the right. professional tennis player, who's you know he's an anti-vaccine guy, so he's a guy who just doesn't believe in any of this, and he held a tournament, some sort of a, a tennis tournament, in in his home in home country, with zero social distancing uh, going on, just no protocols for this, and guess what? 
he got the virus. And it's like, let's just be smart. That's right. all you got to do. Be smart. Right, right. And uh, the politics sometimes doesn't allow you for it. Right. You know, it it's, it's crazy. But I mean, every day that I come to the studio, I stop at the QT on golf links. I get out of my car. I put on my mask. I go get <laughs> yeah, my yeah, iced yeah. tea. I pay for it. I get back in my car. I take off the mask. That's all it That's takes. That's exactly kind of what I do. I do it too. In public, I'm wearing it. Right. In my car, I'm taking it off. At home, I'm taking it off. Tom, you, you have something to say? You look like you have something. Yeah, well, Use one of those fancy words of yours. Number one, please. Rabid hand washing also is super important, guys. Um, but so what happens... College sports, pro sports, doesn't matter. Have you heard about what's going on in Orlando in the NWSL, the Women's Soccer League? So the Orlando team was supposed to go back in and play with a four-team tournament here to resume or finish their season, whatever they were going to do. One person test positive. It was a young lady on the team. And then a week later, 10 people have it. And Orlando has to pull out of the tournament. They can't finish the season now. And the veterans are mad because it was the younger players who went out clubbing in Orlando and brought it into the locker room. So now six players and four staffers have it. What happens when, because it's a when, that happens in college sports? Oh, you know it's going to happen. Well, of course it will. And, and So what? which teams don't finish the season? Football, basketball, who's got to stop? Because it's going to happen. What happens if Penn State? What happens if Arizona? What happens if Oregon can't play? Because well, thirty guys have it. Sure, and then and then it's on the it's on the people that didn't do what they were supposed to do, and they put everybody else in a bad position. And you're right; you might have to shut down a team because three guys went out after the game and went to dirt bags and got the virus, and now, the, and then they caught the the rest of the team, and you know you you there's. You know, you take their scholarships away from a town to get the heck out of town. I mean, that's what you. I mean, it, you have to threaten something. Right, yeah, it, you know, it's not any different than going out and doing some some other violation of team rules. Right? Guys, you know, you know darn well if it's your starting quarterback, you're not taking a scholarship away. Well, that's them the off whole the thing. Team. You're not, those that's just an extreme. It example. depends on the circumstance. But yeah, it's an extreme example. But I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, let me put it this way, Tom. If the court, if if. And I don't know Grant Gannell from Joe Schmo, but if Grant, and I don't think he's even old enough to get into a bar. But let's say he's the 21-year-old quarterback, and he goes and he comes home from a game, and he goes to a bar, and he comes back on Monday, and he's got the virus, and they track and trace, which is a big part of this, and they find out he was at Dirtbags on Saturday night after the game with no... You know, completely out of what he's been told to do, mm -hmm. he's violated team rules. If the team if the team loses games because of that, I'm kicking him off the team. Jay, I support you in that, <laughs> but I just don't but. think it's reality. <laughs> okay, let's assume he doesn't go to dirtbags, but he's socially uh, with a with a coed or whatever. Again, they're telling these guys, this is what you have to do if you want to be a part of this team. And if you don't do that and you put the rest of the team in jeopardy, then you don't deserve to be on the team. It's not it's not any different than, you know, going doing something else, you know, committing a crime or whatever that you're not supposed to do. I, I hear you loudly and clearly. And if I were thinking that way, I get it. But I think that's too strong. I think they wouldn't do that. All right. Well, then they suspend him or whatever that's, it is. That's more like. Well, it. they suspend him and he's off the. You know, and he's, <laughs> he's he's sitting out for a month. Yeah, partly to get to get over the virus. I, I don't dis. Whatever. I, I, but that's a hard. There stand. has to be some consequences I, to these guys. 
going outside the guidelines that they're going to be given because they're going to be there's strict guidelines and everything's at risk if they don't follow these guidelines. Allow me to be purely capitalistic about it. Think of how much money you will cost your school. No, no question. We talked about exactly. that yesterday and today. And I want to talk about it on the other side of this break here as we come back and, and how much power the kids have right. during this time. But I, um, I, Go ahead. No, no, no. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, but I just think there has to be a major consequence to violating the guidelines that you're given and putting, I, the, and putting the entire program at risk. I think if we do have Hiki back, we ask him that. Yeah. Uh, it's not a tough question. It's no. just a hard stance. It's just what are you guys going to do? Right. right what right, are you guys right. going to do if you find out that the star running back is hanging out at a bar when he should have been in his bubble, quote unquote bubble? Right, right. Let's take a quick break here on 10 Through the Voice. Come back. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. There's a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Jay, as we started the show and you came in, we had some time, I, I talked about this, uh, how how much power the kids have today, the student athletes, especially the football players. You're seeing uh, kids uh, talk about their, their coaches uh, in racially uh, specific situations. Right. Uh, ben Gun Gundy is one of them in Oklahoma State. There's another one, West Virginia, Iowa, uh, how much power they have. It's, you know, the, a lot has happened in these in these months that, you know, we've had all this uh, racial strife going on in the country, the stuff related to COVID and, and, and players demanding that that they be put in a situation where they're not put at risk. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's a, the, the landscape has changed dramatically in the last just several months. And you saw what happened at UCLA with the kids almost uh, going to. Right, they, start their own thing. Right, they were demanding that that not only did they want the athletic department to 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 guarantee their safety, they wanted a third party. They wanted somebody mm -hmm. outside of the athletic department protecting them. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Because guys, no, wh whether you like it or not, or whether you believe it or not, this is a life and death situation. There's a sure. hundred and some thousand people in this country who have died of this virus. So you can't tell me that it's not life and death. I mean, they're taking a, the, these athletes were coming back to campus and even any student that's coming back to campus in a sense is putting their life on the line to do that. Let's even assume, because you were in the business for a while, uh, let's assume COVID's not even, doesn't even exist. Uh, kids are afraid of talking about their supervisors, right. their coaches. Now, not so much. Not so much. And and I, uh, part of it is because they have a platform. They, yes. they have a place that they can go and air what concerns them. And if they do it in the right way, if they do it in a, in a mostly in a constructive, sensible way and just state a position without, 
you know, flying off the handle and are seen as, you know, somebody who's doing it that way, they can make some headway with that. And, well, and, and we're finding that out. Well, we saw that specifically to the likeness situation. Right. Well, they're now able to make money from their likeness. Right. That the, took the, a while. That took a while, the whole name and image likeness thing. So, you know, they're starting to understand that the, you know, billions of dollars at stake in college athletics pretty much rely on them. And if they're and and if they can band, they do band together and and sort of have common ground that they can then state a case. They're making headway in their ability to kind of I don't want to say run the show, but sort of put things in place that benefit them. Get paid. Yes, I think that's uh, essentially. If you listen to what Jay is saying, he's making my argument for paying college athletes eventually down the road because they do hold the key to the money that the NCAA as a nonprofit makes. The thing is, where are they going to get that money? And if they're paying Joe, who's running the, the ball for thousands of yards, they're going to have to pay Tiffany, who's spiking the ball for how many ever times? The only way they're going to be able to really pull it off is if they did it by a percentage of revenue and distributed stipends based on a percentage of revenue. Look, I don't think they're ever going to do it. Honestly, I don't think it'll ever happen. There's no money. But, well, there is money. I, There's just not money for the, the quote-unquote little guys. Right. I think the way out is what's happening with name, Im, name image, likeness because the money is not going to be coming True. from the NCAA and the people who think they deserve the money are going to get the money, the 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 you know the the star quarterback, the Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, or he's already gone, but the Zion Williamson at Duke. Those are the guys that are going to get the money. the The tennis player is not going to, not ever going to get the no money. doubt about that. But let me give you this too. Okay, so your son is is the center for these guys, blocking. He's the guard, whatever, working his butt off to open holes for the running back or the quarterback. He's getting nothing. He's not going to like it, but that's. The system that's going to come about. You know, there's going to be resentment. Well, there, there, there may, and there may not be. You know, the, 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 you know, the, the center is probably going to have to be happy with his scholarship and whatever, you know, whatever, you know, money he gets out of that. You know, because they, you know, they get money for living sure, expenses sure. and stuff like that. Sure. So, in a sense, they are paid. It's just that they're not paid enough, or they're not paid what is what is you consider their proportion of the money that's out right, there. Right. Right. But. That you know, but that's that's just the way it is. You know, it's called the market. There's a market for the quarterback, and there's not a market for the center. It, it's a it's a rabbit hole that uh, it is. But it's going to be really affected. But if the lineman doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to be in that situation, then what the law says, go do something else. Well, that's how what they're doing now. And I that's, mean, what, that's what the, I've say, always well, I've always said that. Yeah, if, if if you don't like it, then go. You know. You don't. Nothing says that you have to be a college football right, lineman. Right. Now, if it's your ticket to get an education, then you stay there and you get your education. Maybe you get to the NFL, but you get your education and you move on. That's what the circumstances are now, right? And that's that what we've it is always now. known. And and if, and if you're you're fortunate enough to to have the kind of athletic ability that you're the quarterback at Ohio State or Clemson or USC or wherever, and you there's a market for your name, image, and likeness, then you get the money. Right, right. Let's go to the phone line. Chuck, thanks for calling in, Chuck. Hey, guys, I've been listening to your conversation, and I think you're being all a little unrealistic. These are 18, 19-year-old kids. How do you expect to isolate these kids and tie them down so they're not going to interact with any other people. 
That's impossible. It can't happen. I totally... First of all, they got, they've got to go to their practice, and they're going to have to be close to somebody at that point in time. They've also got to go to school, right? they got classes to attend. Yeah, no question. They've also, got, they've also got to keep up their grades, right? To keep up their grades, they're going to have to have a tutor or somebody to talk to. You, Chuck, you can't isolate these kids. You can't do it. It's impossible. No, you make a good point, Chuck, but what I, the, the point that I'm, I'm making is that there's going to be certain protocols in place to do the best they can to keep these these athletes to re, to limit the risk. They're not going to be able to get a, get rid of the risk. They're just going to try and limit the risk as much as they can, and they're going to be protocols within reason of just having to live. But again, one of the protocols is going to be don't go to the bar after practice. You know, those kinds yeah. of things. They're going to get, they're going to, you know, they do, you're right. They do have to live. They do have to be somewhat social. They are going to be around other people. And if you're following the protocols that the school gives you and something still happens, well, then there was nothing you could do about it. But, you know, if, if you're doing something outside of that and now you've put everybody at risk, now you have an issue. Oh, I agree with you there. But I'm talking about just every day going to class doing what you have to do, going to practice, so on and so forth. Everyday activities. Yeah, Not no, I think... Anything other special. You can't, you, can't, you can't avoid people. You just can't do it. No, no question. I think that's why some more protocols, whether they have students at the campus or not, which is another thing because they have to have a certain amount of people at the campus. Right. And, and you know what? And a lot of these kids are going to be, you know, and I would think especially some of these athletes are going to have as many online classes they can possibly get to limit their contact with others so that they know they're going to be in contact with, you know, with teammates and whatnot, locker rooms, weight rooms, all that stuff. But you know, they're you're just, all they're trying to do is limit as much as they possibly can, with the understanding that at some point, yes, you're going to come in. You're, the chances that you're going to come in contact with somebody, and you might get the virus or be exposed to it. You're right. There's nothing you can do about that, but you limit and, it as much as you possibly can. Another thing to think about, Jay. These are nine, eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids, even twenty. The the people that get the disease at that age, most of them don't even know they have it. They walk around just like every day, you know. No 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 effects whatsoever. Well I, that, I think that I think the death total is zero. And that's where the that's where the, the, the continuous testing comes into play to get these kids tested as often as they possibly can, whatever that is, once a week, once every three days or whatever it is. Again, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, the U of A has said over and over, you know, the, 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 the college student demographic, yes, they can get it. And apparently, you know, they are getting it more, but they're not showing symptoms. That's why testing right. becomes so important so that they know if you do have it, and you're not showing symptoms, they got to get you out of pretty much basically out circulation. of circulation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, I, we, I think, Chuck, you make a great point, and you're very accurate in what you're talking about. Uh, they're just hopeful that what you're talking about is, is, is not going to happen. And it's not realistic. Okay. It's not realistic. We understand that. We were all kids once, and we tried to do our own thing and felt we were bulletproof and realized when, yeah. it's, when you're hit with a bullet, you're saying, how did this happen? Well, it happened because you weren't paying attention. 
All right. I just wanted to make that point. We appreciate Thank the call. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, Chuck. Chuck. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, and also, and I was thinking about uh, this uh, because I saw this. If football doesn't happen, and we talked this, uh, about this briefly, if it doesn't happen, everything, all the dominoes fall. Oh, it, it's over. You know, it, uh, athletic programs as, you know, a lot of them are going to cease to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if the, uh, if they don't get the revenue, you know, you know, Greg Hansen, I say, talked about Portland state. They need the money. Mm-hmm. They need the money. They need to come down and play Arizona because they need that money to keep their program going. How is Arizona going to afford to pay them? Because it's not going to be from gate receipts. I don't know where they're going to get it, but you know, Dave seems Dave Hickey seems to think that they they can cover this somehow. I don't know how. You know, but uh, they're, they're, I mean, again, we're you know we're moving along, and it's it's just figuring things out as we go along. You know, I criticized the U of A for not being transparent in their discussion of tests. Let me tell you something. If I were them, I would do it the same way. You know, it's funny because I you know in in my time as a as a public relations guy. I I did so many things that I knew I hated as a reporter. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I did them a lot. I'm and like you know, but it, it, you had you have to do things that are in your best interest. Mm-hmm. And if not reporting the results they feel is in their best interest for whatever that reason might be, then that's the way they're going to do it. And and they're just going to do what you know what they need to do. But it's it's uh, you know, they have to figure out what's the right thing to do for them and if they feel like okay we'll you know we'll put out information that we've got 50 players and one tested positive fine and if they decide that that doesn't benefit them in any way then they won't do that right no 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 I get it and my thing is with that too is they'll break their own story not that that's that's just how it is these days. Well, yeah, 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 and it, it is that it is that way. And again, that's one of the things that I, I that's one of the ways that I advise people as a, from a PR standpoint is that create your own stories out there. And that's what so many organizations mm-hmm. do now through social media and everything else. Yeah, you're telling your own story. You know, this is this is a funny thing. I went on and uh, I was on the Chicago Bears website today, just checking some things out, look, looking up stuff about Nick Foles, and I'm finding these links to stories, and it says you know Joe Blow, senior writer, and I'm like, who's a senior writer for? He's a senior writer. For the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> He's a reporter that works for the Bears and writes on Bears topics. Right, right, right. stuff. I, I need one of those gigs. <laughs> hey, let's uh, take a break real quick here on 1030 The Voice. Come back and, and talk to Coach Jim Monaco, now the AD at uh, Pima. Go local. Make the switch. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer customized solutions and get you what you need faster. Like our quick and easy credit cards and auto loans. All done online from start to finish. Save time using mobile banking, bill pay, mobile deposit, and mobile pay with just a few clicks. Live large accessing 30,000 plus surcharge free ATMs and free debit card choices. Make the switch to Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org slash switch. Certain restrictions apply insured by NCUA. Hey, welcome back to Why on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now we have Coach Jim Monaco, the AD at Pima. Welcome back, Jim. How are you? Great, Steve. How are you, buddy? Fine. Good to have you on the show. Jim, <laughs> we've been we've been having a, a couple of conversations here before you came on about I mean I we, you know, first of all we're going to presume you're, you know, you, with the, the your athletic programs, you're going through all the protocols and you know getting things ready and figuring out how you're going to get athletes in and all that kind of stuff but we wanted to kind of look a little forward in terms of uh, what's going on with your program and things like 
you know, if you've got protocols in place for athletes and certain things that they're supposed to be doing to make sure that they limit the risk that they that they're taking and maybe bringing in other athletes, you know, bringing to the campus and stuff like that. What, how, how are you guys going to handle that? You know, let's say, you know, one of your athletes goes and does some, you know, hangs out with some people he shouldn't be. And all of a sudden you, you've got a you've got a positive test. How are you guys going to deal with that? Is there going to be some discipline or is it suspensions or are you just going to treat them? I mean, how's that going to work for you guys? Well, for, first of all, yeah, your assumptions are right. Uh, for months, uh, we've been working on this and uh, our athletic trainers are also on the national board. So we've been doing a tremendous amount of work as well as the college trying to set things up to get kids back. You know, I'll be honest with you, right now, it, we're not, there's no punishments in place or anything like that. I mean, it, it's a virus. It's like the flu. And we're trying to make everybody understand what's going on. And our coaches are going crazy because they're looking for answers. And in all honesty, we don't have them. We just met as a, as a, a national unit this past week the NJCAA and they laid out their guidelines but they were very very vague and they, and they allow a lot of autonomy for the colleges to make their own we met then as a conference this week and came up with some ideas and trying to get the student athletes back for August 1st practice which is when they've allowed us to start now our college and our conferences have the, the conference has not passed um you know, really the regulations that, that they're looking for. We understand that in place, the social distancing, masks when not working out. So if you get off that piece of equipment, you have to have masks, this constant hand washing and sanitizing. But where we're stuck is what do we do when this hits us or if it hits us, what actions do we take? And that's where we have this huge discussions about what really goes on. I mean, the college has done a tremendous job of, of uh, blocking off areas so that we can get kids back that need to graduate and do hands-on practical things. But we're going to keep kids off campus as much as possible. So as of right now, we have dates. We just aren't positive what all the presidents and chancellors are going to say about letting us back. You're in a tough spot, uh, Coach. You know that. Um, how many kids are coming back? You don't have football, obviously, but you have other sports that are have to come back and kind of start to get ready. So how many kids are going to be out there? Well, so, you know, if you've been following it, our track program has blown it up. Uh, we went from 39 student-athletes last year. We're at 102. So we're that's and that's where we're having the tug of war with some of the other community colleges. We be bringing back as of now 320 some odd student athletes. Wow. The the problem is is they've cut down and condensed everybody's season slash you know fall ball. The point is is once you get back, let's just say we get back 250. How do we space them in the locker rooms? How do we space them in the athletic training facility? Uh, it, it's still things that we're working out. You know, it's, 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 it's tough. This is very, very hard for everybody. And I know our governing board and, and everybody's really taking all the precautions they can. It's just if we're going to play sports this, this fall, and that's the point that everybody's heading towards, we're going to play it's now working out those minute details, which really aren't so minute, um, and getting all those kids back to campus 
at one time. Well, you've got you guys must have an issue with resources. I mean, you don't you're not filling up a fifty thousand seat football stadium. Where are the resources coming for this? Where are the resources coming from for you know for testing and those kinds of things? And then the other thing is, you guys don't have dorms. Where are you know the U of A, for instance? They can put their some of their people in dorms and control them a little more. You've got no control as far as that goes, do you? You're a hundred percent right. Um, you know, uh, so the I don't know, and of course I don't think you guys read up on all the stuff for the NJCAA. But if you did or did not, the NJCAA is allowing dormitory schools to come back July 18th. That way, just like you said, it was perfect point. You know, they can quarantine their kids 14 days before the start of August 1st, where non-dormitory schools have to present a plan if that is their their. Their, their position, if they want to bring kids back that soon. We're probably on the side of, you know, we're probably going to be close to August 1 because, like you said, we got kids that they move here, they're in apartments, and if they live here, they're traveling back and forth, and we don't know who they're associating with. So our protocols are in place. Uh, be- before uh, student-athletes are allowed to work out and or lift and or practice or whatever it be, temperature checks, they have to answer a series of five or six questions. It is going to be something that's mandated every time. Um, I, I think our biggest problem is what do we do when that, you know, and, and realistically, the, the way it is, is when that COVID case hits Pima Community College Athletics, how do we handle that? And, and that's still in a stage of flux. We're still trying to figure that out. Um, Resource-wise, you're right. We don't have the money to test. So right now we are, and just had that meeting this afternoon with my team, we're reaching out to people now trying to figure out, is there any way we can get these young people tested? Because we'd like to. We'd like to have that, 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 that information before we start. Um, you know, it, and it, so we've just started this this afternoon. We're actually reaching out to the U of A to see if they can help because they're, they're the ones bringing in testing and, and, and starting to develop these. So we're hoping maybe we could piggyback on them. But like I said, right now, we're, we're stuck. We're, we're looking to see what we can do. There aren't enough tests to get everybody tested. I don't know how we bring in 300 kids right away and get them tested. Wasn't it simpler times when you were just losing the football program? <laughs> You know, you, you, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm not sure because of personal issues, but, you know, you bet. I mean, it, 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 we're, you know, in all honesty, we're talking about people's lives. Um, right. You know, the, the, the kids are getting sick and people are getting sick and it's spiking here. And I think that the major concern that presidents, chancellors, board of governors have is the last week. Look what's happened between the University of Houston, Clemson, LSU, Kansas mm-hmm. State. It's been insane. And then today, Bowdoin College, you know, a good D3 school back in, in New England, good football, good baseball, good hockey. They just killed their athletic programs for the fall and possibly for the spring. And they said, we'll start back up again next year. That, you know, again, I mean, can you, uh, do you ever imagine ever having to deal with anything like this? I mean, it's just crazy that the, the things that you've got to think about, and you're, you're right, Steve and I were talking, you know, before you came on that, this, you know, it's not an exaggeration to say this is a life and death situation for these, for everybody, you know, for you, for me, but for athletes and, and they're, they're, they're putting themselves at risk just to come back and, you know, participate in the sports that they want to participate in. You're right. It, and, and it does weigh heavy. Um, 
you know, not having been removed that long from the coaching aspect, I understand where the coaches come from. But having been in this job now for almost two years, you sit back and you look at it and, you know, in, in all honesty, I always took responsibility for the kids that I recruited and, and the kids that I had on my football team. Well, that grew from 120 to 320. And, you know, I don't know how I'd live with myself if a, if a young athlete came back to school and got terribly ill or lost their life. And, you know, and like you said, it's not just the athlete. It's the coaches. It's the assistant coaches. Can you catch it? Do you bring it home to your family? I mean, it's, you know, we've got PPE in place. We're going to be masked up. We're going to do everything we need to do and what we believe we have to do to protect everybody. But, you know, when you say with the simpler times, oh, my God, yes, this is this is really difficult. And probably the toughest thing is you ask a question and I honestly don't have all the answers because they're still up in the air. Yeah, who does? In fact, what, how did you feel that March day? I know I was here in the studio. Uh, and we're t- this can't be happening. You're thinking sports are going to be shut down. Uh, this is that. I think it was a Tuesday. And you're thinking, OK, now the NCAA comes in. You even had a team that could have won a national title with the women uh, that was shut down. Yeah. How did you feel that that first two days? You know, if the, the first thing is, you know, you get all the reports, and realistically, you know, I'm old now. Maybe if I was young, I wouldn't. But I'm sitting there going, this can't really be. We're, we're not closing down baseball. They're not going to stop playing. Right. And once it started to to materialize, yeah, I mean, really, you, you know. You go back to the days of, uh, you know, 1920, and, and you hear these epidemics and pandemics, and we never experienced that in our lifetime. We had vaccines and shots, and to have something that truly comes out of a movie, you know, it, to come, it comes out of a movie. This is something we don't, we don't even know how to fight it. And it, it's just, it was strange, and it was really difficult. You know, our baseball team was really on a tear, and they were doing fantastic. Softball was doing well. Women's basketball had a real chance. And it was very, very hard breaking that to those kids. Um, it, it, got, it, it, was, it was tough. It was, uh, it was very uh, tearful for a lot of them and their coaching staff because they had, a, they had a legitimate shot at this. They were that good. So, you know, and, and, and Todd Holhouse handled it perfectly, and uh, the, the girls handled it perfectly. And I'll be honest, and, and let me just throw this out here. As difficult as this all was this spring, we had the highest GPA we've ever had in our athletics department. We were 296 so, and that's kids taking all those classes on online. So, with all the disappointment, came a really great piece that they buckled down academically and handled what we needed to handle, and the coaches did a tremendous job. Well, that, that's fascinating to hear because I think that one of the hard things that that has been about this is how abnormal this has been for students. You know, I have a freshman at the U of A, and, and just watching what she went through just to finish her classes, I can't even imagine, you know, what these kids who were so used to being, you know, on teams, and that's such a big part of their lives, and to be able to have the ability to, okay, that's gone I'm still going to be able to focus on you know on my academics so that's that's an incredible accomplishment both you know for them and for your program so I think that that just says a lot about you know what your coaches have done but that that's that's amazing and that's great I, I all I can say is that's great to hear that they that they were able to do that in in light of everything that they had to go through yeah and it was disappointing and you're right I mean uh you know psychologically 
you'd figure they'd really be on the on the other end of that. You know, what do I have to be here for? What am I going to do? You know, especially those sophomores that played and can graduate, and now they're trying to decide, do we stay or do we go move on? And and, and for them to buckle down, our coaches did an incredible job. Um, you know, and, and the kids did an incredible job. It was just a very difficult situation, and it's getting – Really, it's getting tough right now because we're trying to decide. Kids are, should we move down there, coach? You know, what are we doing? And my coaches are asking me, you know, when can we tell the kids to come down and start moving over to the west side? Because, let's face it, Tucson's big and these kids have practice at 5 a.m. sometimes. So they, they try to move closer to campus. And I, I tell them, I said, guys, we, we, we don't have, I have no information for you yet because we haven't been given the go-ahead to say, yes, we're opening August 1. Right. That's the plan. Right, right. Nobody has said, you know, and, and that has to come from the, the, the bosses upstairs. You know, we have uh, uh, our associate provost that's above us, uh, Bruce Moses, is doing a tremendous job in his team getting everything together and helping us work this problem. So it's been great having somebody uh, above us to, to, to really come in and, and, and do some amazing things, and they're helping us tremendously. But that final say is the chancellor and the governing board, and we have to make sure we're ready so that when they ask questions, you know, how are we bringing these kids back? Where are you going to put them? We have the answers for them, because if we don't, it's, it's going to be shortchanged for us. No question. No question. We'll have to have you back on a funner, more enjoyable times i'm not sure when maybe 2022 <laughs> by that time i'll either be dead or retired so well, let, know. let's we'll, hope we'll, not the first one we'll get you back on when we know that there's games going on and it's actually happening i mean this is it, it's it's become a little tiresome to talk about but it's still something new every day right. with all of this right. Well, I'll tell you, you know, our coaches are so respected throughout the conference that most of them are on the scheduling committee. So Dan Nathell, who's our volleyball coach and who does a tremendous amount of work for us, is now they're bringing the entire season to six weeks. So everybody who's playing this fall will start September 16th for competitive games and pre- and uh, and they'll be done by Halloween. Wow. Every fall sport will be done by Halloween. Wow. That's nice. That's Good to know. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Jim, thanks so much. We do appreciate it. Oh, thanks, guys. It was great being back with you, and uh, hopefully we will get together again when we have some fun stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Let's take a quick break here on 1030 The Voice. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll-free at 888-881-5765. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. 
Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. Thomas, you're rocking the tunes today. He's, he's bringing it today. Yeah, we've, we've, like had some, we've got some Stevie. We had some Bill Withers a few minutes ago. Little average white band. Tom, I'm loving you today, you're man. killing it today. You know what, guy? Well, I'm trying to break away from the rotator a little bit here. Uh, but Good. also, you know what? I'm just feeling, I'm feeling the funk today, man. I like I'm it. I'm feeling I, it. I feel it every day, Tom. I feel it every day. Sometimes it bothers my kids, but I feel feel it every day. <laughs> hey, just stay on that side of the wall, Tom. Because they, they hear the same songs over and over again. <laughs> That's all right. You know, we, we drove, like I told you yesterday, we drove down to Patagonia Lake yesterday before we even got in the car. My daughter says, we're playing my music. <laughs> And I lost control of the I lost control of the music. Yeah, my, when my dad was listening to my music back in the eighties, next car I buy will not have a radio. For, fortunately, my daughter likes some of the music that I like, but uh, it's you know it's it's a challenge sometimes. Well, it was good to have Jim because you get a different perspective on a lot of different things. It, it was, you know, and and there, there's there's two things that I was thinking about as as we uh, as we signed off with him was that. You know, everybody's going through the same thing, mm-hmm. and 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 he and he acknowledged that. We're, you know, and it's kind of there's a there's a lot of information being exchanged, and everybody's trying to do the same thing, which is get the kids back on campus to get the sports going and to do it say as safely as they possibly can. And they're all facing the same issues, and they know it's you know the issue the issues are hard. But you know the, what what it, what it got what got me really about what Jim was saying is that there is so much that nobody knows, and that's sort of good news and bad news. Right. The right, bad right. news is that they don't know, but the good news is that because they don't know. You know, they're moving along and trying to figure this out as they go along. Yeah, no question. And and like I said back in March, I mean, we're, what, three months removed? March, yeah, April. And, and, and we're kind of nowhere. It's like we haven't made any progress, but we have. We have. They've made a lot of progress. I, th- I think they've made a ton of progress. What they haven't been able to do is to figure out a, that hard and fast, this is right. out of the way and gone. Right, right, right. But that's probably never going to happen. So we could be, we're on a treadmill. We're going to be talking about this. We're on a treadmill. For a long, long time. Yeah. And, and we're not going to stop talking about it when the season starts. Oh, when they're no, playing no. baseball or the NBA is going or even college footballs get started. We're going to be talking about this for a really, really long time. No question. Because every day, and we talked about, you said about to Jim, every day is a different day. Because there's new, new, more news. Tom, Tom, you have a note on the... Here you go. Go ahead and tell me, Tom. I do. This is uh, breaking news reported by the Denver Post. Charlie Blackman, who's an all-star outfielder for the Rockies and two other Rockies players, have tested positive for COVID-19 following workouts at Coors Field. So they're saying different players have been coming in. Uh, these three guys are positive. Now we got to wait a week or two to see who else might pop up it's, with it, a positive and test. And I hear that. I wonder, okay... Where did they get it from? Yeah, no, that's the problem. I mean, where did they, where did it come from? I mean, are these guys isolating like they're supposed to? And if they are, then where did it come from? Do I'm gonna have a grocery store at my house? I mean, I'm a little exactly. It's the only place, you know. And and I'll be honest. There've been a couple of times I've been a little lackadaisical about it. Maybe you know, I'm getting out of the car and I don't put my mask on this one time, and I'm gonna be okay. That could be it. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. And, and and really, in the you know over the last you know several days, I would say, I've become religious about getting my mask on. You know, when I when I what's the primary reason? I'm trying to make sure that I, I, you know what it is for me. You're in I that want, age group. I'm in the age group. That's one reason. Uh-huh. I'm you know I'm I'm in the the high risk group. I kind of leaped over it a little bit ago, but secondly. 
I kind of want people to know that I care about it too. Yeah, I, that I, I'm I'm kind of sending a message that, look, guys, we're all in this. I'm doing I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. Do I, I know I can still get it even if I'm wearing a mask? Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to cut down the odds too, you right. know. And so so you know, my family and I, we be, we become you know pretty religious about this. I, I ordered, you know, some masks over the over the weekend that we already got, and everybody's you know we've got. I keep one in my car, and you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's like, it's just a, a, it's something that you've got to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so I do. Well, look what's happened over the last three months or whatever. Uh, it was, it was uh, the outbreak. It became better. And now it's not better anymore. Right. And again, and, and it's clearly not better in places that people aren't as concerned about it. Right. Right. You know, uh, I saw uh, uh, there was a, a, a tweet about, I think it was, uh, was it, I think it was Anthony Fauci said that they're expecting to have a vaccine by the end of the year or early next year. Mm-hmm. And the very first response to that to that tweet was sounds great I'm still not getting vaccinated yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like what <laughs> the anti-vaxxers what? of course we're, we're, you know people are dying of this you could die of it and you're going to stick to this philosophy that you have social Darwinism man uh, don't get the vaccine that's cool you with know, me I'm not like okay you know what don't don't come around me let's send the herd a little bit and move on exactly you know? I'm with Jay on this 100% <laughs> amen Jay amen well we all know those people and, and I don't want to go political here but uh, we do we do yeah we do and uh, fortunately I don't know any of them in my family, so I'm yeah. good with that. So they can, you know, they can come to my house. But <laughs> even when, you know, even when we come to my house, you know, when if my, you know, my my sister and her and her nephew come over, we kind of keep our distance a little yeah. bit. You know, yeah. my, my her nephew's my my yard my yard boy, right? He comes and cuts my grass and stuff, and you know, I didn't go give him a hug when he showed up. You know, I said, okay, there's the lawnmower over there. <laughs> and here's the cash right? on the door. There, yeah, there's the, you know, there's the, 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 the lawnmower, the hoe and the rake. There's your money on the, you know, on the bar, uh-huh. you know, just, it's simple. You know, sure. is that, per, is that perfect distancing? No. Cause he was inside my house. Don't you touch know, anything to cut, you know, to come and get his money. But you know, he brought his own water bottle you know that kind of stuff. It's just yeah. it's, it's it's simple stuff. Well, we're in the third inning of this whole thing. God, I'm, I'm, I am so tired of talking about. I know, it. but the, but, but it's part of it. But it's again, all part of we, it. And again, we have to talk about it pretty much every day because every day there's something new. Right, right, you know? right. And today it happened to be something. that baseball's going to start, which I'm very happy. About. I've said this already a few times. I don't think that we're going to have a full football season. I just don't. I just don't. Just because of what's going on. Well, again, you know, we talked about the Patriot League, the one, you know, one they, of the yeah. one of the mid majors mm-hmm. that's that's canceling all its non conference games. That's kind of a domino. Mm-hmm. That's a domino to fall. You know, will another one and another one and another one and if if that starts happening, all these smaller conferences that don't have the money to do the testing and all the other stuff that that goes with it, you know, there's all of a sudden Arizona lose its date with Portland State. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Hawaii, Hawaii. Needs to come you know, in. something like that. Yeah, maybe you know the 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 Power Fives who have more money and can have more resources do all this stuff. Maybe they'll keep going. But are you going to lose some of those other dates with some of those other conferences? Well, yesterday I don't think you said this on the air. Uh, Tuscaloosa mayor, the, the, right? The Tuscaloosa mayor said that the the impact of Alabama football in the city of Tuscaloosa is two point one billion 
dollars. And you said and somebody, to me, and what'd you say? Somebody said, there's going to be, be football. football. <laughs> right, right. I didn't say it. Somebody, the first response to that was, this is why there's going to be football. Right, right. And it's hard to argue with that. True. It's very hard to argue with True. that. But, I, you know, again, you know, we're going to keep talking about it and we're going to you know talk about it some more tomorrow and, you know, wh- whatever comes up because there's something new uh, every day. Oh, just, you know, just today we, we saw that there's a, the, the Arizona Daily Star has a story that con- that Arizona's basketball contracts have a new clause in them that says this is what happens if a game gets canceled because of the virus. And it says basically nobody loses it. You know, Arizona doesn't have to pay them mm-hmm. a penalty or anything. Stuff like that. There's all these kinds of things that are coming into play. The new normal. The new normal. That's exactly what it is. The, the new abnormal. Normal. The abnormal. Well, James, good show, good show today. We talked about, we're, we're becoming doctors. Oh, God. I, I promised I wasn't going to do that to myself. <laughs> but, you know, we appreciate you, Monaco, coming on, being very straight with us about what's going on over there at Pima. Right. Again, Thanks, Chuck, for the call. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, yeah, we appreciate it. We'll uh, see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, we appreciate the calls. Thanks, Jay.